0: Hey, Saints of God, welcome to Word for Today. I pray that this word today will change you. It changed me. Come on, let's learn together. Saints of Yahweh, what's up? Welcome to Word for Today. Our Word for Today, January 10th, 2020. (laughs) 24 <laughs> 2024 January 10th 2024 praise God it is another glorious wonderful day in the Lord hallelujah glory be to God and we give God all thanks and praise for today i pray that excuse me that you have had a wonderful glorious day That the God in you has enabled you to do everything that was set for your hands to do today. And that you are, are filled with the love of God and it is overflowing to everything and everyone you have come in contact with. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this time, God, to go into your word, to listen to you, and to hear your revelation knowledge of the word. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Glory to God. So it is. So it is. So we have been talking about the kingdom of God and how to work in uh, how to be kingdom livers and that be, to be kingdom livers, we have to understand that the kingdom is in us. The kingdom is in us because God is in us, because Jesus is in us and they're in us because the Holy Spirit is in us. And that Holy Spirit manifests the things of God in us through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so because of that, uh, we have to begin to renew our minds into the things of God so that we are walking fully in the kingdom as God intended for us. And as we walk in the kingdom, we have to start studying the scripture to begin to see what what Jesus had laid down for us and what Jesus showed us had to happen and showed us what we needed to do. And um, so one of the things is that I spoke about this, that kingdom living is faith, hope, love. Those three things into those three things are entwined together. And, Help us to walk in the kingdom of God and that the kingdom of God goes with us everywhere. We are walking kingdoms, walking realms uh, everywhere we go, uh, that the kingdom is with us. And because the kingdom is with us, that means God's with us. And that means good is with us. And so we want to make sure that we are overflowing with God so that the kingdom overflows in everything that we are. Now kingdom living is hope, oh, I'm sorry, faith, hope, love. And <clears throat> excuse me, as we walk in those we begin to understand that we have the faith of God. We have our hope in Jesus and we love all. And and because we have the faith of God, And our hope is in Jesus. It enables us to love all. And that enables us to walk in the things of the kingdom. So we have been talking about that Jesus gave us the strategies of the enemy so that we know how to fight. So that we know how to defeat the enemy. It says that Jesus came to defeat the works of the enemy. So Jesus came into defeated the works and it took the keys of death and hell from the the adversary of our souls, <laughs> of our souls, of our minds, our will and our emotions, because that's where the enemy works in us. Is he tries to steal from us? That's the first one. Now that's in John. We're in John chapter ten, uh, verses seven through uh, eleven, and so. The enemy tries to steal from us. He wants to steal the word out of us. He wants to take it from us. Then he wants to kill us. And it's not to kill like taking our lives because the enemy cannot kill us. But he can, he can deceive us into killing ourselves by the things we do, the things we say. And then destroy. Destroy us in such a way that we are no use to the kingdom that we are no use, that our witness is no use, that we feel like we're no use to ourselves, and that to to get us in the mindset of we're not worthy and that we're uh, worms in the dust and that we are just, you know, filthy and disgusting and just defeated so that we can't even witness to anybody else. We can't show God's love because we don't, we haven't received God's love. And to receive the love of God means that we receive everything that God, that Jesus did for us, and we receive it with gladness and joy. We have to receive the forgiveness of God, first of all, because as we come into Christ Jesus, we ask, uh we ask for forgiveness, forgiveness for all the things that, We've done in the past. And you don't have to go around and name everything, but you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you're real. I'm giving you my life. Do something with it. And the scripture says that if we can confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts, that we will be saved. And so now we're in the process of working out our own soul salvation. Now, our soul salvation was working out our feelings, working out our emotions, working out how we think. You know, those are, this is what that means. Working out how we think, you know, working that out in ourselves so that we can be the best people that God has called us to be. Now, yesterday I I talked about being destroyed. Excuse me. I talked about being destroyed, so that we are no use. And I was talking about that, you know, that the enemy comes in and destroys us uh, utterly to try to keep us from to take away our witness, to take away how we think, take away what we think, take away. Uh, that so that we can't overflow the with the love of God and into others. So, um, and I talked a I talked a little about it, and but I wanted to to stress that there are things in our lives that destroy us without making us unfunctionable, If you if you can understand what I'm saying, you know, everybody that's destroyed is not homeless. Everybody that's destroyed is not uh, strung out on drugs. Everybody that's destroyed is not uh, alcoholics to the point that that's all they can do is drink and they can't do anything else. And, you know, everybody that's destroyed is not in a in a mental institution and everybody that's destroyed is not uh, uh, confined to anything or any place. But some of us, have been destroyed in in ways that aren't seen by the outside world. We go to work and we do what we have to do and we function very well uh outside uh of ourselves and we we do our best jobs but we are destroyed because of something or something that happened in our lives. Some devastating thing that took took t- t- our Joy that took our uh, drive, that took our uh, that took our ability to receive love, and so we have to learn how to be able to receive love in order to receive God's love and live in the fullness that God has for us. I was molested when I was, uh, I guess it probably started when I was five. Maybe, you know, maybe a little younger, but um, that was devastating uh, as, a, as a, you know, young child, uh, that young being taken advantage of by someone older than you and being told that, you know, that you weren't worthy, that the reason this was happening was because uh, you were a stepchild. And that, um, your parents, your parents didn't love you. Your daddy didn't care. Your mother doesn't care about you and won't believe anything you say. You know, see, this is what molesters do. This is what people who take advantage. They p- plant the seeds of shame and discord and, um, unlovingness. That the only place that you're going to get anything is from me because I am forcing this on you. And, they take away a lot from you because you learn how to uh, disconnect yourself from people and from uh, feeling anything. And you disconnect your body from your mind. and There's lots of things, lots of psychological things that happen to you. And it destroys you if you let it. So, And it destroys us in a lot of ways because it destroys us, one, psychologically, and destroys us, two because we begin, we, and I guess this is a strong word, but we begin to hate the person who molested us. We begin to hate that person. We hold animosity towards that person. And that builds as we grow older. And... Even though the molestation, the physical molestation stops, it the psychological and emotional damage that that does continues on if we don't do something about it. If we don't take the steps to get healed. And the first step is to seek help. We have to seek help from other people. That's right, from other people. And so that means that we have to reach out and find a therapist, find someone that we can talk to about this situation. Then, Then, and in that situation, that's not independent of God, that's with God. We have to... Find that person with God. And then as we find that person with God, the next step is forgiveness. We have to work on being able to forgive that person. And forgiving that person totally and fully. So that we can be free. Because what happens is, is if we just don't allow it to just go on and try to hide it, and try to live with it. It We don't live with it. It lives over us. It destroys our ability to receive love. Not only to receive love from God, but to see, receive love from other people. It destroys our sex life. Because we're in a position that now we can't truly enjoy a God-given gift of sex we can't we can't enjoy it because it's been destroyed through the act of that violation of us as children and now we have blocked off parts of ourselves so that we cannot fully enjoy a gift that was given to us by god so we have to learn how to so now we have to learn that over again so now we have to Get some help. Go to a therapist. Go to a psychologist. Find someone that you can talk to with God. You know, with God in that, finding that person, having God to lead you to the right person. And talk about this thing. And then begin to discuss forgiveness with, uh, uh, with, with that therapist and with your pastor. If, if uh, you, you are going to a church and discussing that, forgiving that person. You know, and it's not, it's not easy. I'm telling you from experience. I'm telling you from where I come from that it's not easy, but it's, it's a, it's a process that we have to go through. If we are going to be fully functional as people of God that God called us to be and be able to be fully functional in our relationships. And not be destroyed, and not be destroyed out of our relationships, and out of um, out of being able to live a full life, and being able to give forgiveness and love to other people. Because it, it that 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 thing that's there will cause us to be suspicious, cause us to be cold, cause us to be uh, unforgiving, uh, and and that just grows. As we grow, as we get older, and if we don't handle it in the, in, in our young adult life, I guess to say, because I I did it when I was, you know, I started dealing with it in my twenties, and I went to a therapist. I, I talked to a therapist. Uh, I talked to my pastor about forgiveness, and I begin to look into the Word. I begin to really begin to. Uh, yield myself to Jesus in a, in a way to understand what forgiveness was, to begin to understand how to forgive, how I was to be able to forgive that person. And as I did that, the Lord blessed me with a, a wonderful person in my life and, uh, i begin then I began to had to begin to work through other stuff that was that had happened in my life you know and dealing with uh um not not only that physical abuse but some 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 um verbal abuse that had happened and and talk to my spouse about those things. We have to learn how to be open and honest in our relationships. You know, and, and the first thing is if we're open and honest with our relationship with God, then we can be open and honest in our relationship with other people. And especially with those that we have, that we believe that God has sent us, sent in our lives to spend our life with and learn how to be able to talk to them about everything that's going on in us so that we can work through it together. But that's another way that the enemy tries to destroy us, to make us useless in the kingdom of God, to, to bind us up so that we are not fully functional, so that we don't fully receive the love of God, so therefore we don't fully receive the love of other people. Destroy us in a way that, not fully seen, but is there. And it's taking away our life little bit by little bit and destroys us to never be able to have that full intimate relationship with, with God or with another person. We have to deal with it. And we can deal with it at any point in our lives. Right now, if that's going on in your life, you can start today To deal with it. You can start today. Begin to ask. Lord. Help me. Deal with this. I need. To be free. And I know. That you are God. Who loves me. You love me God. And because you love me. You will help me. Be free. So. Begin to seek out. Someone that you can talk to. And then work from there with that person and the Lord and begin to work to reestablish a full functioning you full function there's no other way to live I'm telling you that God helps us as Jesus said in in John chapter 10 verse uh verse 9 it says I am the gateway To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction, I'm telling you. You get full life, full freedom, and satisfaction in that. And God has done that for me, and God is no respecter of persons, and God will do that for you. Fully functional, you know. Yes, I still have isms. All of us do. And I'm still working through stuff in my life to learn how to be a fully functional person. I'm fully uh, uh, functional in a lot of ways, but there's still some stuff that's there that I need to work through. You know, so and not from that particular incident that happened in my life, but, you know, just other stuff that happens to us as we grow older and as we deal with people and deal with ourselves. We find out stuff that's, that's there, but we have to learn how to deal with that. We have to learn how to be able to talk to the Lord, talk to our spouses, and talk to a therapist every now and then. And uh, God is, is faithful. Hallelujah. God is faithful and God loves us fully and completely. God loves us more than we love ourselves. And God will help us through whatever is going on in our lives. Because God, Jesus, wants to. Wants to give us everything in abundance. Everything. He wants to give us everything in abundance. He wants our lives to be full until we overflow. So that overflowing of life in us reaches others. (sighs) Have a wonderful, glorious day in the Lord. Remember, I love you. I love you. But Jesus loves you so much more. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All God's Children Community Church wants to thank you for listening to this podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Terry, and I'm your host. And I want to thank you for your support of this program. If you would scroll to the bottom of the Uh, link, the bottom of the website, uh, you will see that there's a link that says support this show. If you click on that link, it will take you securely to our cash app that you can give to word for today. And I want you to give. So that according to Philippians chapter 4, verses 17, that you will receive the good that comes from giving. Good comes from giving. You know, the word also says that God loves a cheerful giver. And because God wants us to support those who support us with the word. So if you are getting fed. We appreciate that support, and I will pray that my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory, because you support this podcast, and I know that God will give everything that he has, and it says my God will use his wonderful riches in Christ Jesus to give you everything you need and so i believe god for that and i thank god for it also just below that you'll see our web uh, our uh, email account and if you would please drop me an email to uh and just to let me know how the podcast is going uh if it's blessing you and um your questions if you have any and uh, if I get enough of the questions, I will dedicate a podcast to answering those questions. So uh, I appreciate you, your support. I thank you for your time. And may God' richest blessing continue to be poured out on you as you live in the kingdom and as you bless others.